check, check, check. Today on First Cut, we're talking about the new episode of Martial Arts Radio. We're talking about my day yesterday and today, and we're going to drink a lot of coffee while we do it. So stick around. Rolling in the leaven. I didn't plug in the cord. Well, we'll find out if we needed it. Three, two, one. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Today is Thursday. It's February 17th, 2022. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. You ever have moments in your life that they're just weird. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the specifics because I don't, I don't want to share that part. But let's just say that there's um, something happening personally. It's not bad. It's just weird. And I'd rather it not happen. Because it's challenging. And I don't like it. might be one of the biggest things I've ever said to you all. Okay, it's true. Morning, Dennis, and all of you out there, you're doing well. Uh, Yesterday was Wednesday. What did I do? I did a bunch of work. Actually, I did a lot of work. I did work on a bunch of whistle kick things, other client things. Did work in the greenhouse. I worked on the hydroponic system. I got some stuff ready for vacation. A bunch of stuff going on. Piles everywhere. I've shared with you all before. I'm a pile person. Here's here's a vacation pile. Here's this other pile. Here's a whistle kick pile. Good morning, Dennis and Stacy and Kelly and Jenny and everybody else. Kelly says, sorry for your vague issues. You know, sometimes you're just scrolling through social media and you're like, I didn't, I don't want to deal with this. So I'm going to not deal with it. I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. It's really the easiest thing to do. Um, What am I doing today? I'm driving north at some point. Go see the orthodontist. We're recording an episode later today. This this is one that I've we've talked about doing for a while. It's going to end up being a Thursday show. Oh, by the way, yes, the show we recorded yesterday was awesome. It was so much fun. I think you're all going to love it. It'll be out in a few weeks. Ooh. Morning, Brian and Daniel and Tommy and Andy and wow, you guys are coming in. Um, yeah, so recording an episode, this is with a couple people, uh, who professionally are engaged in a particular cause. I don't know if their organization is a nonprofit, but you would assume it was because of the type of work that they do. Uh, it does relate to martial arts. I'm super excited to bring them on and we're going to talk about what they do because it's important. So there you go. 
Um, I think I'm doing some writing before that. There's somebody putting together a book. And they're like, hey, I want you to contribute this thing to this book. And I was like, okay. I was going to do it yesterday afternoon. And I sat down and I went, I'm not writing right now. My brain doesn't work anymore. Writing's got to happen first thing in the morning. When I've done all the books, 12 months and everything else, anything I've done related to books and writing had to happen first thing in the morning. That's the only time my brain is like ready to go for that. Oh, you know what I did yesterday? This was this was a big victory I, for anybody who's ever had to uh, anybody who's, who's ever had to switch computers. You know that moving your stuff over from one computer to another is a pain in the butt and takes some time. I think I'm done with the old one. I think I got everything moved. It's still plugged in, so. I can get to it if I need to, but that was a big deal. Oh, oh, actually, a very big deal. So, yay! Uh, yeah, I'm all I'm all like out of sorts now. But will we power through? Because it's all you can do, right? Uh, more of this stuff. Okay. Episode. Let's do that. Uh, it's Thursday, which means there's another episode of Martial Arts Radio. And I don't know if it's live yet. Probably is. Let me take a peek. Your videos. All right. Today's a Q&A episode. Q&A number 12. It appears to be up, so that's cool. All right, yeah. Um, this one was fun. This was the first time we ever brought people on to ask questions live. So this is where I want to plug that. I mean, it's still part of the show. Sub-show? Element of the show? Email Andrew, Andrew at whistlekickmartialartsradio.com. Number one, if you have questions and if you would like to ask them live. Because we do it Tuesdays at some point during the day. There's some flexibility there. But it was a lot of fun. And I think I, I hope that those of you who generally listen to shows rather than watch, I hope you'll make the effort to watch this one. Because... It's different. There's a different element when we do this. And the fact that we got to bring a couple of the question askers on live was really fun. Some of you were there for that. <laughs> Daniel says, I feel robbed of my Thursday show this week. I watched the live recording. Well, I understand that. I totally get where you're coming from there. So here's my suggestion. There are 684 other episodes. Even if you have listened to all of them, you've likely forgotten some of them. So, my nerdy friend, I would suggest that you find a random number generator and set an upper bound of like 250 or 300 and pick a random episode and listen to that one.
Uh, things going on in the chat. I'm not quite understanding here. Uh, <laughs> ah, Stacy says, yeah, but Daniel, that week you got a super special sweet surprise of three episodes. Um, yeah, I'm doing my best to pull my brain back. It's not, I'm having a hard time, as you can likely tell. So the more you all can throw questions and things into the chat, the easier it's going to be for me to focus. I actually thought about not doing the episode. I was like, do I need to go not think about things? which really means spend all my time thinking about things. Do I need to not do the show? And I said, no, you make a commitment. You're going to do a show. So let's do the show and power through because those are the only choices that you have. Um, I like doing the Q&As. Q&As are a lot of fun. In part because I don't have to do anything to prep them. Uh, and in part because it's so different. All the rest of the things that we do are really long form. Well, the episode we recorded yesterday ended up being 50, 55 minutes on a single subject. Q&A's five minutes on a question. It makes me think. It makes me work differently. Quite often I'm, I'm thinking, how do I approach a subject as comprehensively as possible from as many different perspectives? And the Q&A's are efficient. How do I dial in? How do I tackle this one subject in as clear and clean as possible? Kelly says, if you could be any cartoon character, who would you be? If the rules of, 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 of the cartoon apply. Is it too obvious to say a Ninja Turtle? See, growing up, it was all about Raphael. But as I've... Or it was Raphael and Donatello. But as I've aged... See, I, I would... <clears throat> my brain's saying Leonardo, but... He wasn't a strong leader. He was quite lame at times. Um, <laughs> Archer. <laughs> it could be Archer. Uh, that seems like an interesting life. I can see that. Yeah, let's go with that one. Stacy's being kind. You need to be here to know you are still loved and cared for. It's our turn to be here, be there, be here for you. Oh, Stacy says Kung Fu Panda Ho over here. That's a good choice. Forgot about that movie. I always forget about Kung Fu Panda. Uh, in part, I mean, it's it's an okay movie. I don't like it as much as other people do. Uh, I'm definitely not a Jack Black fan. I I don't I don't like him as an actor. I don't find him funny. 
so his voice in Kung Fu Panda doesn't do anything for me. If anything, it takes away. I think there are better choices. But that's okay. Uh, it's warm. It's already, like, it was 43 when I woke up. It's supposed to be 50 here today, which means the roads are going to be gross. And snow's going to melt. And anything left on the roof will probably fall off, and that's fine by me. says, I just love that there's a fat martial artist. Daniel says, Donatello was by far the best turtle. Most of the time, I would agree. Oh, Jenny's reminding us, Jackie Chan had a cartoon series. I forgot about it. I don't think I've ever seen this, but I had forgotten about it. He's done everything. He really has. Dennis says, Spongebob, I've always wanted to live in a pineapple, and under the sea would be a bonus. When was the last time I watched any Spongebob? It's been a very long time. Here's a fun story for you. I don't know if I've told this story. So, you know, back in the day, I used to DJ, and... Most of what I DJed was weddings because that's most of the time people hire a DJ. And I DJed for a lot of my friends, saved them a ton of money, right? Because there are so few DJ companies in Vermont that my business model was go get quotes from everybody else, I'll do it for half. Because they were charging $1,500, two grand, $2,500 for a single day. And they weren't bringing in special gear. The to I think the total of the gear that I had was like three grand. That was all the speakers, all the CD players, spares, all of it might have cost me three grand. And so I was doing these shows for five, seven, eight hundred dollars. I think I did one for like nine hundred dollars once. That was probably the most. But you know, it's a day of playing music. Fun. So I had some friends getting married, and I show up. They asked me to come to the rehearsal the night before. And they tell, and they're like, "All right, and you're here." And I'm like, "Wait, I'm 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 in the wedding." They're like, "Yeah, you're you're one of the you're one of the groomsmen." I was like, "No one told me this." We're like, "Well, you're a groomsman." So. so how am I playing the music when you walk down the aisle that we've already talked about? They're like, "Oh, isn't there is there a remote?" It's like there's no remote. I have to press buttons. Oh, you'll figure it out. Um, my girlfriend at the time was coming with me, and she was a sweet girl. Not the most observant. Hopefully you can piece together what I'm trying to say here without me having to be direct and kind of rude to say it. She's very kind. Not always. Uh, uh, she she was never going to manage logistical considerations for anything. So I give her some instructions, and we write it down. It's like, okay, you press this button, then you press this button, then you press this button. I'm drawing it out like. 
her name was Robin. Robin, you can handle this, right? We went through it a few times. She's like, yeah, yeah, I got this. The bride was walking down the aisle to some Shania Twain song. And when I DJ it, I would generally make a single CD because I refuse to use computers because computers break. But I made a single CD with all the relevant songs, the first dance, the father-daughter dance, all these things. But there was one song on there that they were they really wanted because their son, Isaac, um, who's now 16, Isaac was a year and a half, two. Isaac loved to dance to the SpongeBob theme. There's a little bit of foreshadowing there, right? So I'm standing up at the altar with everyone and we've taken a speaker and put it out the window because moving the gear it's in the reception hall, but they're getting married outside. So there's one cable passing through for a speaker and it's time to go. And she's in the window and I give her the thumbs up and then she goes down and you hear, are you ready kids? And I just, I was horrified, but to her credit, she moved immediately from that to the Shania Twain song that we needed to play. It ended up being perfect and something that everyone who was at that wedding still talks about because it was as if it was planned. It could not have been more perfect if it was planned. They thought it was a riot. I was mortified because I was given a job and the job didn't get done right. But there's my SpongeBob story. Nice. Talk about cartoons. I love it. All right. Let's switch over. So we got quotes today from Frank and from Stacy. We're going to start with Frank's contributions. There we go. So it's still Black History Month. We're talking about Michael Jordan today. Someone that I think absolutely... So I, I've talked before about... We all, have a, um, we all have a thing that we can do better than anybody else that we, we truly find our purpose. I use Bill Wallace as an example. Anybody who's trained with, worked with Bill knows that guy found his calling for sure. I put Michael Jordan in that category as well. He changed basketball. Whether or not he's the greatest of all time, yes. Uh, some people argue they're wrong, but to watch him is poetry in motion. My best skill was that I was coachable. I was a sponge and aggressive to learn. White belt mentality? Seems pretty similar. Empty your cup. It's cliche for a reason. How many people would be much better at martial arts if they stopped arguing with what was being taught to them? I've been to seminars and worked with people and even trained at schools where I just philosophically disagreed with what they were saying and doing. But I still tried it. I still tried to find value in it. If you try to, if, if, whatever you look for, you're going to find if you look for reasons to to justify a technique or, or anything as dumb or not worth your time, you'll find it. Every technique has a reason to not use it. 
But if you look for reasons to do it, to use it, to incorporate it, to learn it, you'll find those too. And maybe it's a niche case. Maybe the niche case is outside the scope of what you typically train. But you've probably heard me say before, a diverse martial artist is a better martial artist. And the more things you can do, even if they're not practically applicable, the better off you are. I was working flexibility last night at the gym. My foot was higher than it has been in a very long time. It was kicking pretty high. Am I ever going to need that? No. But does increased flexibility not reduce my risk of injury? It does. Still cartoony. Next. If you accept the expectations of others, especially negative ones, then you never will change the outcome. I was going to make a post on Monday, and I decided to do a different one, but I'll kind of share with you, you all here what I was thinking. So watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, what have people talked about the most? It's been the halftime show. Now, forget any of the specifics of the halftime show, other than it was a hip-hop halftime show. Now, for those of you, some of you may or may not care, but I started listening to rap music at 12. This is the early 90s. Very few people were listening to rap music. It wasn't on... The radio. It was rarely on TV. Very few of my friends were listening. And I was judged for it. I was judged harshly for it by peers, by adults. And it was really interesting. I still remember feeling like an outcast. And trust me, there's a point here. We'll circle back. I felt like an outcast because of the music that resonated with me. None of us chose to like a genre of music. There was some kind of thing that happened. Now, the fact that this wasn't my friends introducing me to this, but that I found it and I, I it, it spoke to me, you know, there's a whole other discussion that we could get into on why I think that's what clicked for me. But watching that halftime show, was kind of validation. 30 years later, some of these same musicians that were literally uh, criticized at a federal government level, that for those of you who don't know, the FBI actually had a division back in the 90s that was specifically to suppress rap music and the performers. And now it's just part of broad culture. And that is a story that recurs throughout my life. This, that the things that I do, the people I associate with, the goals that I have are broadly misunderstood by the majority of society. They don't, they don't get it. 
but over time, the things that I do tend to become acceptable. Music's one example. Uh, there are there have been a number of things professionally that I've been five to ten years ahead of the curve, but too far ahead of the curve. <laughs> being too early is is just as bad as being too late. And I look at what we're doing now with Whistle Kick, and, and I believe completely that it will pay off, that we will be validated in the years ahead. Stacy says, Outcast. Um, the second album, Atlians, is, and that, and that first track with the, with the bass. I, I remember the first time I listened to that in the car and it made my eyes water. Bass was so heavy. Kelly says, it's because you're a trailblazer. Well, thank you. It's not that I try to blaze trails, it's that I, I, I try to follow the what seems to be the most sensible path or the best path or the right path, you know, given the circumstances. And sadly, most people don't do that. It's a lot easier to follow somebody else. That's never been me. Uh, in fact, there's a picture. Um, it's around, oh, it's in the kitchen. Some of you have seen the picture. It's, I think, the earliest picture of me doing martial arts. And it's me bowing at a tournament at age five, six, seven. Uh, I've posted it online before. And my mother put that in the back of the yearbook, my high school yearbook. You know, parents can have a picture in their paper, some of the yearbook. So she had that picture in. And if I remember correctly, the, the quote she used, so this is at 17. Um, I might get the words a little bit off, but every man steps to the beat of his own drum. Let him, let him move, may he move to the music that he hears or something like that. In other words, hey, you're a weirdo. We all know you're a weirdo, but go be you, weirdo. Like, this is even my mother saying this in a very kind way, but this has always been me, and it's something that most people don't handle well. So I have small circles. Last Michael Jordan quote. And this is probably the most famous one. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life, and that is why I succeed. Sometimes you just have to get it right once. Other times you have to be so comfortable with getting it wrong that you're willing to do it. Most people... Don't do things because they're afraid of getting them wrong. They're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of being, well, me, the outcast, the one that's pushed aside.
there's a lot that we could unpack here, but I simply want to point out that when you look at the people who are regarded as being great at things, the best at things, they will often talk about their failures, their non-successes, because you learn more. If you try to do a thing and you get it right, you have learned a way to do it. Doesn't mean it's the best way. But if you try to do a thing and you get it wrong, it doesn't work, but you have learned, you've learned a way that will not work. Don't do it that way again. You can cross that off. And that narrows up your options. And I think that is a really valuable thing. Uh, apparently we're all weirdos. Jenny says, I love this. And now you are uniting weirdos over coffee. I mean, really, I've said it before. The concept of this show is ridiculous. I'm going to sit here more or less in my pajamas and I'm going to drink coffee and we're going to talk about martial arts and some things kind of martial arts adjacent. And we're going to see where it goes. And there are people, thanks to Daniel, the show is international. Actually, Casper shows up once in a while too. Uh, all right, and Stacy gave us, interestingly enough, some quotes about drumming. Uh, did not plan ahead on this. I did look at these ahead of time, so maybe it influenced my thoughts on the drumming quote. A good drummer listens as much as he plays. Hmm. Good drummer listens as much as he plays. I think that one's kind of self-explanatory. I've, I've shared before that when I record, when I do interviews, that I kind of operate on, on two tracks simultaneously. I'm, I'm talking, but I'm also listening. And I think that that's really important because I've got real-time feedback for myself. And I would imagine drumming is kind of the same thing, playing any music. You know, you're playing it, but you're also hearing it. You know, oh, okay, I'm off a little bit in this way. Let's let's adjust in real time instead of waiting to have to have to re-listen to it. But I think you could also say it another way. To listen to other people drumming or podcasting, to benefit from the observation of other people and their craft. We have this uh, cultural element to martial arts where if someone doesn't outrank us, we tend to discount their information, which I think is utterly ridiculous. Everyone has something to teach. I don't care if you're a first-day white belt. Everyone has something to teach. It may be a very small thing, but why not? I'll train with anybody. I'll learn from anybody. Let's face it. At this point, as long as I've been training, if I was to hang my hat on time or rank, yeah, I've got plenty of people around me who I could train and learn from, but that number keeps getting smaller. I don't want the options for me, for my education to get smaller. I want them to get larger. I don't care who you are and what you're trained. I'll let you teach me something. I will ask you to teach me something. I want to learn something. Don't beat the drums of war unless you are ready to fight. 
there's a modern, possibly more blunt version of this uh, with regard to firearms. Don't point a gun at anything that you want don't want destroyed or killed. Never point a gun at someone unless you're actually trying to kill them. And so there, there's kind of two sides to that. There's the, the literal one, right? Like if your weapon, whether or not you believe your weapon is loaded, you don't point it at someone, you know, even as a joke, it's not funny, et cetera. But there's also another way to look at that. You don't draw a weapon on someone unless you are prepared to shoot them because you may be escalating the situation without need or without uh, if if you escalate the situation you know where i'm going bunch of bluff calling And it says, I can't even remember starting the day without you guys anymore. That's awesome. I love that. All right. Last drumming quote. Empty drums make noise. Full drums are silent. It's an African proverb. Ah, wow. Empty drums make noise. Full drums are silent. Gotta leave the space. Andrew's probably gonna chime in on that with some some thoughts. Those are good. Thank you, Stacey. That last one. Oof. All right. So go check out the QA episode. It's in audio form. It's in video. You should watch it instead of listening. If you can. Um Leave me stuff for tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Oh, wow. I go on vacation next week. Can you believe it? Uh, no, we're not going to do a live episode on Friday because I will be flying. But we should be good to go for every other day. I think next Friday is the only one we're not going to do. Um, and depending on how my Thursday goes, preparing, I might leave, I might upload something. So... Don't forget, you can help us out. There's a Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. You've got the code FIRSTCUP15 to save 15% on something like a sweatshirt or a mug or, I don't know, what else is over there? Sparring gear or, I don't know, whatever else. There's stuff. If you want the whole list, go to whistlekick.com slash family. If you want to leave me questions or comments, the easiest thing to do is post them on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jeremy. I will leave the post for you for tomorrow's content. If you don't do Facebook, you are welcome to email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com. We do the show every weekday, 6.30, here on Facebook, here on YouTube, and sometimes on other platforms, like today we're on Twitch. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for supporting me. Uh, things got better as we got through the show, so I appreciate the patience. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.